Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody out there on iTunes and SoundCloud and Spotify and all the apps that are on the webs. Welcome to Broadway Breakdown. I am your co-host, Matt Koplick, and with me today is, uh, via Zoom, is a lovely little newsy birdie flyboy named Mr. Daniel Quadrino. Some have known him as Danny Quadrino, uh, but if you don't know him, you don't get to call him Danny. Hi, Danny. Hi, what's up? That's, that was a really great introduction. Thank, I, it was so professional. It's like straight out of Oprah, you know, the way that I introduced him. I love my it. <laughs> you are Oprah. I, that's the, probably who I'd like compare you to if I had to pick someone as Oprah. That, you know what? I I thank you so much for that. I I don't know if this is gonna sound problematic to people. Do you but, also love bread? <laughs> yes, I I love bread. And if I could I'd give everyone a car. But um that's really nice. Yeah, when I <laughs> but saw you can because I if I, I could totally do it if I wanted to. I just don't want to. Um when I saw I saw the color purple on Broadway three times, my friend Tyler was like, "Yeah, because your you, your inward spirit animal is a belting black woman." So <laughs> he's like, "That makes sense. You would see it three times." So yes, thank you. I am Oprah. Uh, how are you doing today, Mr. Danny? I'm good. You know, I'm just. Uh, it's only noon here in cloudy Cali today. So that's right. Danny's in California. Just, yeah, I've been making sure that you know. I wake up at 10 every day or try to and, uh, you know, try to start my day. I make sure I eat a breakfast and just go from there because there's nothing to do but stay inside. It is, it is true. <laughs> it is true. Um, what brought you out to California before everything hit the fan? I was doing a new musical called Fly at La Jolla Playhouse and La Jolla Playhouse is amazing and they're letting us stay in their housing while all of this is going on so like thank you La Jolla Playhouse you're amazing um Fuck yeah but I was doing a new show and it was a modern take on Peter Pan but from Wendy's eyes and it was really really awesome we did 27 previews and two shows after opening and then we got canceled <laughs> girl that's better than glory days so good for you <laughs> you know it was it was weird because we did the opening night and after opening we all were kind of like 
all right, it feels like that was closing too. Like it literally like the opening night performance was something I haven't felt something that electric since closing night of Newsies, like no joke. Yeah. And I remember the applause after um, the first, the first time you see the Lost Boys, um, mm-hmm. it's called, the song is called We Not Boys. And we do this like whole thing about like drumming and like whatever. And then like the audience like seriously clapped for like two and a half minutes and we were like, just holding the pose and I was like all right well we gotta we gotta keep this show going it's going to seem <laughs> but um it was so cool it was such a cool experience and um I hope it's not the end of the life for mm. fly um fun fact I was in my flying harness getting hooked up when we got the email that we were canceled we were doing understudy rehearsal and oh, I was about no. to go up and mm-hmm. start the show so you know but here we are here we are this is your second time playing a lost boy then or was your second time playing a lost boy yeah um i uh once a lost boy always a lost boy once a newsy mm-hmm. always a newsy i guess that's like my brand i don't know yeah. um always and forever i i was toodles so um it was cool like we were it was cool because we like explored a little bit of the like you didn't learn about it but like we talked a lot about like the lost boys backstory and like how we got there and like Mm -hmm. why we we came to neverland and what the neverland meant to us like the neverland means something a little different than it does in all the other um versions of peter Pan. and uh i don't know i don't want to say too much about the actual like premise of the show just in case like it happens again because it's like really cool and it's really special but the music is amazing the book is so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, the cast is like incredible. Um, Eric Anderson as Captain Hook is truly iconic. Um, and yeah, it, it's been such an awesome time working on a new musical because like I've never done something like this. Like I've always either replaced in a show or like um, or did like, or I did like Birdie, like where it was a revival. So it wasn't like brand new, yeah. you know, but this is like brand new and things were changing like every day up until opening. It was really cool and exciting. Did you guys have a lot of changes during previews for Bye Bye Birdie or was it mostly kind of like tweaks? Just little tweaks. And like, the, I think the number that changed the most was got a lot of living. Got it. I remember we were doing that dance all the time. In what was the original concept for it? For a lot of living. For a lot of living, yeah. Well, it's just like the like it's the same thing as it is everywhere. It was just like when when is the the giant jungle gym gonna come charge down stage on a track and oh, we're gonna right. flip off of it and like run around and like I forgot you guys had I, that set. Yeah. Telephone hour never changed. As rightfully like it shouldn't once, have. Once like once we got all the agraphy with like the big booths that we were using, like there is no going back because that shit was insane. There was one night, so like I love an on stage mishap. I love it, especially if no one gets hurt. So there was like a little <laughs> there's like um a conveyor belt um that like like all, we would like ride all of our like boots onto like this conveyor belt. Like I, it was like downstage. And we were all in one straight line and like the playoff would happen and like we would start like going off into the wings and it was like moving and moving and moving and as we were moving on, Kim's uh, Kim's bed would come on and Ursula was like the last person on the conveyor belt. So it was like boop, 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 boop. Mm-hmm. And then like we would all be off and then Ursula would be on one side of the stage and Kim was on the other. And what, what happened one night is that we're riding off on the, the, the playoff and then all of a sudden I just hear like a 
bang. And I'm like, okay. And the conveyor belt just like stops. And I hear little Deanna Sapola, my little love. Um, she is like kind of yipping, like not like hurt, but like, oh my God, like something was gonna like, like all the telephone booths were coming at her and like just like falling on her booth. So like the stagehand like picked her up, moved her and then started moving all of the telephone booths like from like this pile that happened. I call it the Great Telephone Massacre of 2009. And um, I was on the end and I was like, literally out loud, I was like, well, fuck. And then I like turned around and like scooted my little like telephone booth off wing three with my friend Jillian and that was, Probably the funniest thing that I wrapped during that show, show stop wise. <laughs> Were there many show stops then? Or that was just like the funniest um, one? There was one other one. So during Lot of Living, like the, the whole set like moved off and everything was on a track, but like the refrigerator door was like on a hinge and like it swung open somehow with the momentum and then it kept going like this on the wing and got mm-hmm. stuck. It was like boom, 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 boom on the wing where like realistically they could have just like someone could have just done it and they would have gone on, but our Conrad birdies stopped the show and without telling anybody. Like, <laughs> meanwhile, like, when, like, a show stops, like, you go until you hear hold, really. Yeah. But I love a show stop. I've had a few, like, every show I've done, the show has stopped. So maybe the I'm problem is you then. It, maybe. I think I should just quit. <laughs> You're like, you are like, you are to show stops what Taylor Swift is to boyfriends. It's like after the ninth <laughs> or tenth one, maybe it's you, Taylor. Maybe it's me. <laughs> but um, in fly, the there's a lot of, there's a lot of flying. Well, okay. So I'll get the fly later. But okay. in, so Birdie, there was a, those are the only two. Mm-hmm. And then in Newsies, I remember there was like this giant fan in the towers that was like, <laughs> like so loud over, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know the show, but there's like a love duet between Catherine and Jack called Something to Believe in. Did you just ask if I, know, if I know Newsies? I don't know. I don't want to assume anything. I appreciate that. But first of all, you know me. So you know that I know music. I know. But also I happen to ha- like... I also personally know now like probably seven newsies. 18,000 newsies. I forgot. Yeah, I forgot. so many newsies <laughs> in my life now. So yes, I know the show. Um, I know the love duet. So, so like this fan was happening on the towers and they had to stop the show because of that. Mm-hmm. And then also during that time, the show didn't stop, but my first onstage mishap at newsies was my opening night. During Carrying the Banner, we all turn around and we're like, well, I'll be out there. And we had like hits on five and seven or whatever it was. And I had to like hit like like hit my hat on five and then put it on on seven. But I went like, well, I'll be out there. And I went to hit it on five and my hat flew off <laughs> off level three of the tower, landed on landed on the deck. And I was like, well, shit, if anything else goes wrong, like, I guess like nothing could be worse than that. But thankfully, nothing else went wrong that day. And um one of the other newsies, Aaron Albano, threw me my hat and I like was able to get it like mm-hmm. before the next bit of choreography. I remember being so terrified that day. <laughs> that was such a scary day. <laughs> your, fir- your first performance of newsies? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, first of all, the physical el- element of that show is insane. The singing element is insane. Those, those towers move around. They-, they could knock you the fuck over. Yeah. And then I was actually lucky though because they got a new a new deck put in mm-hmm. like 
the the time that I was joining. So I got an extra like week and a half of rehearsal because they, I, I it worked out somehow that I got a little bit of extra rehearsal time. But um, yeah, that was there was some scary shit during those towers. If if those were coming down and you were in the wrong spot, you had to run. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That shit is choreographed yeah. to the to the last detail. And then on top of all that, yeah. the scariest thing of all, you guys have a very passionate fan base. And some of them know boundaries and some of them don't. Okay, I have a story about not knowing boundaries. <laughs> so, oh, so. spill. <laughs> I was, spill. okay. <laughs> so I was coming out of the stage door at Newsies because I was the only way out. Mm-hmm. And... um. <laughs> No shade on that. I was just saying. No, that's how that. you get out of the you theater. Like you couldn't sneak out. Like if you had to run somewhere. Yeah. Um, and I was coming out of signing labels or whatever. And this girl who saw the show, like I don't know how many times, but she came. She was like, I got to her and I was like, Oh hi. Like and once you 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 recognize people from how many times you've seen the show. And I'm like, Oh hey, what's up? Like how are you? And she gave me notes on my performance or tried to and she was like yeah like everybody was like up on six and like you weren't like what happened and I literally looked at her and I said you don't get to do that no (laughs) I love how much you love the show but you cannot give an actor notes (laughs) like you are (laughs) was her tone like hey Danny what happened or was she like Daniel what happened today it was they were okay so I'm sassy, so everyone thinks that they like everyone is sassy oh, with me, and it was just sure. it was just kind of like a sassy kind of like comment, which she pro- she didn't mean it in any like like she didn't mean it, but like it was still like uh, yeah you can't do that like no. you can't it's not that's not <laughs> but, your territory exactly yeah no that's but, um, that's the danger though with um social media and with the intimacy of Broadway with fan bases, and I say this as someone you know who is has been a lifelong fan of the theater but you you know it's there's this false sense of like familiarity so and i'm not trying to shade fan bases but so for example you're on social not at all media. like we love them we yeah love, we know we, we, we absolutely love, love the them family. they they gave adam kaplan m&ms with his face on it but you i once tweeted i liked mike and ike's and i had 32 boxes of mike and ike's on my station i remember Thanks. you saying that too fancy i think that might be in the baking it video, you saying that, and then your roommates yeah. were like, can you tweet that you like toilet paper? Because we really Yes, yes. <laughs> um, right now, hey guys, can you send me toilet paper? I know the world is running low. Like, yeah. You know what I really love is uh, beans and eggs. Could you guys just uh, send me a couple <laughs> of those? And flour and yeast. Yeah, thank you, you know, so much, guys. I can't find yeast anywhere. We want to we wanna bake bread. We want to make our own bread, but nowhere has yeast. No, no. Not Broadway related, but... <laughs> well, I mean, I guess it depends on the show and the people, but it, right. you know, yeast could I'm, be related. I'm the biggest fan of Waitress. I saw Waitress six times, and I am not ashamed to say it. Of course uh, you did. Six times. I love it. Uh, I want to play Jenna. <laughs> As I, she's a complex female character. You, you should absolutely want to play her. Yeah, but could you imagine? Also, like, when I was in high school, I was a huge fan of Next to Normal. And could you imagine if I now, like, like, I go up to Alistair being like, hey, what happened during I missed the mountains tonight? Like, if I, like, was just, like, a ballsy <laughs> fan, like, and I was just like, yeah. I was like, yeah. I never imagined saying something to someone. Yeah. I was so nervous to talk to anyone. I'd be like, oh, can you say my playbook? Yeah, like, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, I love that 
kids now who are into theater have um, a sense of self and voice that I know a lot of us 100%. did for their age. That's fantastic. But it is a double-edged sword. This is not black and white. It's a gray area. Um, totally. So- I, but I will say that like, I appreciate anybody who ever like waits at the stage door, says hello, asks me to sign something, and, like says hi to me. Like I just, because that was me growing up. Like mm-hmm. I was totally that kid at the stage door. So like, don't get this twisted. I'm not mad at anyone <laughs> for but, giving me a note. It's just a funny story. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, stage dooring is a is a privilege and it's a luxury. It's not a it's not a right, and that is something that I think a lot of people forget. Is so like when right. people get mad when say. So for, let's say, for example, when you were in Wicked, if there was a day you did the show, but you were kind of feeling sick. And so you're like, I'm just going to go straight home. Not I go out the back. <laughs> exactly. But so like if there was someone waiting, waiting for you at the stage door and was super pissed, you didn't come out that day. And they're like, how dare he? It's like, well, no, every right. day is different. And he doesn't, you don't owe that to anybody. So when you're coming out, Thankfully, it's sort of- I've never encountered that. Like I, if, if that like ever happens, like if I wasn't feeling well and mm-hmm. I knew that there was someone there that wanted to say hello to me, either I would like actually make sure I say hi. Cause especially mm-hmm. at Wicked, I would leave a lot. Like just mm-hmm. like, I would, I would be the first one out. Like, cause like in that show, we would underdress our like street clothes at the end of the show. Like it was like built into the track that you do that because then you get out earlier. Um, and like, I was first out and like, people knew that I was in the show or whatever. And like, and like, unless someone like tweeted or someone said that I was there, like I would make, I would like most likely miss people. I remember one time I was really sick and this girl who traveled all the way from Japan to see Wicked. And like, she was there for like a week seeing shows and Mm -hmm. she, she, her name, uh, her name is Kayo. And she sent, she sends like amazing pop-up 3D cards. And like, she sent me a bunch of stuff. And then I missed the show that she was at and I've never felt worse about myself because I was like, Oh my God, like I feel so bad that I was like, I couldn't help that I was sick, but like, I felt so bad that like she, she, you know, like she obviously got to meet everybody else and like that's really cool. She still got to see the show, but like it, I don't know. I felt really bad. And like, I remember like talking to her on like, Instagram or social media and I'm just like feeling terrible <laughs> yeah but it, but I'm sure she understood you know some things you just can't control it wasn't like you went to Sardi's and had dinner with some random right. person instead of meeting her you're not a total dick you're just like 50 percent half yeah <laughs> exactly halfway of a dick it also should be noted guys so usually when I have guests on and John Wiscavage my co-host is not here it's because we're doing an obsession of some sort now, to be fair to Daniel, I did record with him a long time ago, and we had we did an obsession. And then, because I'm a stupid little bitch, I lost the audio. So this this recording has been a long time coming. I know I'm a stupid bitch. However, Danny and I are now recording today, and Danny cannot. Did you press record? Yes, I'm recording. I'm re- fuck you. I'm recording right now. I will punch you. I will. You may be three thousand miles away. I will punch you in the face. Yes, right through the screen. I will like, zoom um, punch you. Like it'll be like the ring, but gay and very street. Um <laughs> so this is to say, this time around, Danny doesn't have an obsession, but he, I'm, he has multiple obsessions, and together we shall gab through them all. So if you're waiting for one specific subject today, sorry, not sorry. You might not get it. <laughs> We're not gonna get to it. It's gonna be multiple, multiple subjects. 
I will so, say on-stage mishaps is one of my obsessions. I love that. We can, um, totally, we can totally just keep going with that theme. I mean, you've been- I in have shows, so many more. <laughs> well, you've been in shows that are just sort of waiting to have mishaps. You were in Wicked. You did Newsies. Birdie, not to throw shade at you, but Birdie itself was kind of a mishap. Uh, Dead. I will say there was another mishap on stage at Birdie. And I remember during, I understudied Hugo. And there uh-huh. was a time where during Lot of Living, like Hugo runs out and he's like, Kim, where are you? Where are you? But like, I guess like somehow Matt lost track of time for a second. It was like a couple of seconds late for the entrance and you could hear running through the halls <laughs> and like in the wind coming to the mic being like, yeah. Kim, 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 like running on stage. And I was like, like 17, like, and as the understudy, I'm like, do I just turn around and say lines? Like, I don't know what to do. Like, and I just like, thankfully I didn't have to do anything else, but like, it was one of the funniest and scariest moments. Cause I was like, what do we what? do in this moment? Like, yeah. to, like, what do we do in this moment? Um, at Wicked, I only dealt with one show stop and it was because of Rachel Tucker the queen did she just riff um, so much that she broke the sound system no she actually like kind of saved someone's life so they were (laughs) she was singing i'm not that girl and all of a sudden she's like can someone bring the lights up and we were all like what (laughs) i remember being like in my in my rat costume like just like being like in the wing like what is happening and then she walked off stage and she's like is there a doctor in the house and someone was having like a seizure or something in the house and we had to like stop the show for like a couple of minutes and then they Holy like shit. brought that person out. I was like, come on, Rachel. Yeah. Saving, saving lives. But um, I had one no fly show. That was the only time. I only had one in my two and a half years there. I, I only had one no fly show. Look at that track record. And by no fly no. show, we mean. She don't fly. She runs down stage and sings her face off. <laughs> so to um, quote Whitney Houston, Defying gravity happened, and she turned to and Whitney turns cell phone. She goes, "Why are you down there? Why are you down there?" Actually, I was like, "Why are you?" That was me because Elphaba was on my mark, and I'm supposed to be downstage center, being like, "Look at her, she's wicked." And now I'm like, "Well, Elphaba's on my mark, and now I have to lay down." Um, I probably should have been fired that day because I was like holding back tears of laughter because I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe this is happening!" Like middle school me was dead mm-hmm. because yeah. like I wrote fan mail to Shoshana Bean in middle school and like the whole my whole wicked experience was full of like oh my god I was such a fan of this I was in the online wicked day singing contest in the top 10 yes bitch yep. <laughs> in 2004 I really just love wicked and I still do as well um, you said it's it, it's yeah that that listen that it still slaps <laughs> <laughs> but it's so crazy that in my two and a half years, I only had one show stop and one no fly show. Like, yeah, pretty con- wild. Considering Birdie, you had all those show stops. And then, I, right. well, were there show stops in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory on tour? Hold on. Did we stop the show in Charlie a lot? Oh, the carts. The carts. But I wasn't, I called out the night in San Francisco. Sorry, I'm, I'm getting help. <laughs> He is consulting other sources. Right, 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 right. Um, Father Bucket inside. (laughs) I was I was consulting my boyfriend who played uh, the dead dad in Charlie and Chocolate Factory. Um, Wait, wait, the so is the dad a ghost in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? 
Um, he's like has his like dance moment and like does like a beautiful ballet solo with the mom during if your father's here. It's actually really pretty. Um, oh, okay. It's a great moment in the show. Uh, but okay, so I, have, I can't we, judge. I haven't seen it. Great. Um, I might have a video for you. <laughs> no, don't watch. Okay. It. So tell I me have, the um, So there was like a there's a few. So apparently, I wasn't there for this. I was at my brother's wedding and they held the show for 45 minutes um, because of the screens was it the screens oh all automation just stopped working in virginia so they stopped the show for like 45 minutes to try and fix it so like that but automation stopped working a few times on that like there was like there were these like oompa loompa carts like when we first like met the oompa loompas they came out on this cart and if they um and there was like they were like held in with magnets but like the bottom of the oompa shoes were magnetic as well and so one of the Oompa shoes caught on the like little pin that keeps the, the carts together mm-hmm. and it like got taken out and then there was no automation to get them off and they all had to like get off the cart and like kind of like Oompa Loompa off but we stopped the show so a lot of people just were like with their Oompa puppet like stood up and like walked off stage <laughs> and it was like okay well there goes that um, imagination. Yeah the illusion and is shattered. We, yeah. There was a few times we stopped the show because of the Oompa cards, but there was a few times that the screens didn't work, but we kept going. Mm-hmm. Um, but in Fly, we stopped the show a few times because, like, the flying was insane. Like, it was incredible. And, like, this flying was different than any flying that you've kind of seen before. Like, instead of just going, like, side to side, like, in every other Peter Pan, mm-hmm. like, we, like, the way the tracks worked were that, like, they like you could go 360 degrees around which was like super cool super fun like i would like fly in when i was doing understudy rehearsals i'd fly in like and land on a pirate ship that was like so high and then like land on the deck of the pirate ship and then like fly over the pirate ship onto the deck like it was really crazy but um there was some like flying sequences with like wendy peter and tinkerbell that like they they got tangled up a few times and like we had to stop them but like those were like just like kinks and like once that was like figured out we never had to stop the show we probably stopped the show like four times in all of our 27 previews which is like pretty pretty awesome for previews absolutely i mean yeah they they were stopping spider-man two years into the run right right (laughs) um and the people and the people who did our, our flying do flying for like Cirque and like most, like literally like every show on Broadway that's ever had flying, like they will, yeah. They, they, they have it, it together. Were you involved yeah. with Fly just for this production or have you done like other workshops or readings of it? Um, I, this is my first time being involved with it and I, like it's truly like one of the coolest pieces I've worked on. Like mm-hmm. the team is out of this world. Like the choreo is like, unreal it's like Andy Langenbuehler and Stephanie Clemens co-choreographed mm-hmm. and um yeah it's just so cool and it's like a different Peter Pan and I think that I know everyone's like no oh, Peter Pan again but it's like it's super cool because it's like this show yes Peter Pan is in it but it's Wendy's story and it's mm-hmm. like time to have a story like a Peter Pan that's like driven by Wendy like sure. it's just super super interesting and like I've really, always really liked cool. Wendy as a character I find her, I she's I don't know. She's smart. She's insightful. She has hormones. She's the only one in the story that has, that makes any choices driven by her hormones. And I, I'm all here for that shit. It's super cool. And like storm is amazing and they make Wendy such a badass. And she, Oh, that's who storm uh, lover played. Yeah. Yeah. You know that actually the apartment that I'm currently living in before I move, 
she used to live in. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, uh, we would get mail for her a lot. And finally, I actually finally met her at a concert that a friend of mine had directed that she was in. And I was like, hey, so I'm in your old apartment. I'm getting a lot of your mail. So we exchanged numbers. And uh, every like two months, I would give her whatever mail showed up. Hilarious. Yeah. And I think Isabel, how do you say her last name? Michaela? Michaela? Izzy. 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 Yeah. yeah. Was she in Fly too? I feel like she was. Yeah, she was Tinkerbell. Yeah, I think she lived here with Storm. because They're, they're roommates, yeah. Yeah, because once or twice we would get mail for her too. But it was always like from Wells Fargo. I was like, I don't think she needs this. It was like, <laughs> you know, here's an offer for, for, for cards and for credit score. And I'm like, she don't need this. Oh, I was like an offer. I was like, nobody gets an offer for a show via mail. Could you imagine? It's like oh. you open your mail. It's like a college acceptance letter. But like you've made the role of like. You know, you, like <laughs> you know, that will, should I ever do a production of Waitress and want to cast you? I will send you a formal letter that says, Dear Mr. Quadrino, you are being offered the role of Jenna in this American Repertory Theater production of Waitress. Like a big T though, like I would actually love to play Ogie and I hope that that show gets done regionally everywhere because I want to play Ogie. Oh, you know what's going to get done regionally. That show is, it it sounds like like a burn when I say, oh, that show is made for regional theater. I don't mean it as a burn, just like- No, it's because it's like a good sell. Like so is Newsies. Like so is like things that are like popular like that, like they will do so well regionally. Oh, absolutely. And you did Newsies, B-Way, and regional. Everywhere. Everywhere. (laughs) How many times have you done the show? I've done it three times. I went from not thinking I'd never be in the show to mm-hmm. um, to doing it there on Broadway for a year. Then I did it at Pittsburgh CLO, and then mm-hmm. I went right from CLO to the Muni. And I did right, 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 right. So long ago. So the Muni's production was so cool because, like, I don't know, there it just felt so real because, like we were outside and like yeah. the newsies live on the street and it was just something special. About yeah. That. The Muni in St. Louis, which has a stage the size of a football field. And I was crutching from like 35 <laughs> right to 35 left. I'm like, yo, in an eight <laughs> count. I'm like, oh shit. Like I'm like, <laughs> trying to not die. Like yeah. <laughs> trying to like limp in a believable manner, but still get across 35 feet of stage in the same amount of Truly. music. Yeah. That's like flinging my like body forward every time I would crash. <laughs> that reminds me. So I don't, we'll get into like how you're entertaining yourself in this quarantine in a second. How I'm entertaining myself besides sideshow bootlegs is rereading a bunch of stuff <laughs> on my bookshelves as I'm like packing it away. So every night, like I find a book that I'm packing and I'm like, I'll read a chapter of you tonight because I'm not going to go through it all. My, my attention right. span is too shot for that now. So I read a chapter from <laughs> I read a sh- chapter from Patty Lapone's memoir uh, last night, and she talks about Sunset Boulevard, and she's like, uh, one of the reviews said, "Oh, Miss Lapone goes up and down the stairs like she's a football player, like hustling across the field." And she was like, "And I ran like that." And she, she's like, "And I want to be clear, I ran up those stairs is because she's like I am five two. Those stairs were about thirty. Yeah. That those stairs were like 30 feet long and Andrew wrote 20 seconds of music and he would not add right. anymore. So in order to get up the stairs, I had to run. So that just, it's a long way to get to my point, but that's reminded me of that. Patty Lapone during this quarantine has been it's incredible. Like yeah. the update she's giving us, like the tour of the basement. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you watched, I forget which live stream concert it was. Oh, it was Rosie's where she, 
Did you watch that? Like, I did not. Wa- I did Rosie's not watch the Rosie one. Or like, um, if you haven't watched the Rosie live stream concert, um, I think it's on YouTube. They have amazing performances by like all these Broadway people. But Patty, you get to Patty, and she's in her basement, and she's like, "I'm gonna do two for you." And I was like, "Of course, Patty's gonna sing two songs for us." And I forget which one of them is, but then she does, you know, that song "Smile." Uh, smile though your heart is breaking Mm. so she does it then yeah then cut to like 20 minutes later audra mcdonald does the same song and i'm like did nobody talk to each other like it should have been i'm like patty's like i'm doing smile and then audra does smile and does like this like beautiful arrangement with will smith and i wasn't mad that i heard the song twice i just think it's so funny that like one patty was everyone singing like like a two-minute song, Patty has two. Like I'm just like work, go, Patty, do your yeah. thing. Um, it was probably like a spur of the moment she was on the stream, and then she was like, "Actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a second one as well. Now that I'm, now that I'm here, now that I'm here, it's all good." Yeah. Well, she's like, she's like, I'm gonna do two for you, and then she like just gets her starting note on the piano, and then like just like sings acapella. She's like, "Smile, my heart is breaking." You know, I'm just like, "Oh my god, I'm dead for Patty." Love. That was a pretty good Patty right there. Thank you. you, you she could, flips a lot, and I feel like I flip a lot too. So. Yes, she especially now that she's uh, hit seventy. She's she really likes to flip into her head voice a lot, which is like she's. Yeah, just, I, I'm trying to think of something that she says or that she's saying in a smile. Jackson, don't bark. Come out here. Come on out. Okay, never mind. My dog's barking at something. Um. But anyway, I can't think of what, what she flipped. She, she, she always does it um, when it's like two notes on a syllable. Um, yeah. Or, or if it's like a really quick. Oh. So like in Anything Goes, she has um, something in a bourgeoisie. Like the E vowel on bourgeoisie she flips into. I don't, I can't do it. Bourgeoisie. Yeah. <laughs> bourgeoisie. It's, it's, I don't know. It's fun. It's fun. Billy, I beg to differ with you. How do you mean? How have you been staying busy in this quarantine other than reading your bookshelf? As I, as I pack. Well, You're reading your bookshelf. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally reading my bookshelf. Well, I can show, I'm going to show Danny right now. This is my actual bookshelf right now. You can see that it's empty because I've been packing it everything. It has a teddy bear on top of it. It has a couple, actually has a couple of stuffed animals on top. Um, <laughs> for those of you that follow me on Instagram and have been following my, uh, my pieces, you'll know, you'll know that I have a, um, cast of characters that are all the stuffed animals in my room that I recreate certain scenes from movies or TV shows from and we lip sync to them like it's Dub Smash. It's, it's fun. I have been following them and they are very good. Thank you. I just, <laughs> I just did Mean Girls. It, it went over very well. The one before that was not another teen movie to which the response was mostly, what's this from? Because... And then you kind of, you're like, what? How did not know that? <laughs> well, I mean, it's not, I wouldn't say not another teen movie is super canon, but there's a lot of big names in that. But if, but sure, yes. And if you're our age, you should know that. Movie. Oh, 100%. Uh, but you and I are very pop culture oriented gays, so we consume. We're very cultured. Yes, we're very cultured. <laughs> um, have you been watching any good TV? I've been watching Little Fires Everywhere. Did you watch that? I have not yet. So my mom gave me the book of Little Fires Everywhere, and I want to read that first. But I have to. 
I've decided I'm going to actually finish the seventh Harry Potter book. I reread the series every year. I was in the middle of rereading it when this all happened. And I like got too unmotivated to continue, but I finally like powered through and I finished the sixth one. I'm on seven. I'm going to finish it. Then read Little Fires Everywhere. Do you ever, have you listened to the audiobooks of Harry Potter? They're very good. I have. I've listened to four and five with Jim Dale and I like it a lot, but um, I I don't know. I like, I like reading them. It gives me. Sure. Of course. The TV I'm currently watching, besides Drag Race, obviously, which oh, you oh, and I will get we have to, to talk in a second. about that. We absolutely <laughs> will. <laughs> if you don't think, ladies and gentlemen, I know that sometimes you get annoyed when John and I talk about Drag Race, but if you thought that I was going to have Daniel that Quadrino, that was annoying. <laughs> well, if you if you think I was going to have Daniel Quadrino on this podcast and we were not going to discuss Drag Race when he's the first person to publicly shame me for not watching it four years ago. <laughs> Which I just realized, by the way, I've, I've known you for almost four years. That is crazy to me. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah, we, we, that filmed, is very crazy. we filmed in the fall of 2016. So like three and a half years. What Bacon can do on Broadway, we filmed. <laughs> so, um, but yes, if you thought that I wasn't going to discuss it with him, you are tripping. But uh, <laughs> so in addition to Drag Race, I'm also binge watching Grey's Anatomy, which I had watched the first few seasons when it was on TV. And then I stopped around season three. Whenever the fairy happened and Meredith like died and went to the beyond and then came back, I was like out. Right. Done. But <laughs> I said, well, what else am I going to do? There are 16 seasons right. I can watch. So I thought I was going to stop it by the fairy again. But nope, here we are at season nine. You I'm kept still, going. Good. I kept going. Good. Have, you ever watched it? Have you ever watched it? Not religiously. I've okay. seen some episodes and like... Yeah, but it's, we've been want we just started Ozark, which is like super fucked up. You are the who else? Um, oh, thirty fifth person to tell you. Yeah, jo- well, Joshua <laughs> Burridge was on last week, and he was and he was telling me about Ozark, and he said it's crazy. That's what he said, and he's like, I don't want to say too much without spoiling it because I want you to watch it. And he basically right. about like a family that does business, and I was like. Well, you truly spoiled Well, that. it's a family that does stuff and they have to move towns or else things are going to happen for them that aren't going to be so good. So okay. that's, that's what I'll tell you. Um, we're on episode three. I can't really watch it before bed because it stresses me out. Mm-hmm. But um, we, we've also been watching, we, back to Harry Potter, David had never, my boyfriend had never seen all of the Harry Potter movies. Mm-hmm. So we watched, on tour we were watching them and we got up to like four. So we watched five, six, seven here and what else have we been watching we watch a lot of food networks mm. uh we love i love chopped junior it's so good and it makes me feel terrible about myself um even though i feel like i can cook but chopped is not gordon as good as these kids. gordon gordon ramsay is iron chef not chopped yeah right chopped is um the guy ted from the og queer eye oh okay yeah um it's really great and then i love a cutthroat kitchen moment i don't know if you've ever seen that it's so good they get twenty five hundred dollars and they can like there's sabotages that like come into play that like you can bid on and if you win the sabotage you sabotage other players and they have to like use tinfoil as utensils to cook or like cooking like a random like you should honestly give it a go and watch one episode alton brown is the host and he's insane but it's where can i where can i find it um hulu Hulu. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take a look. Or food, like anywhere. Yeah. Or when you get to your mom's, if she has cable, you can just watch. It's always on the Food Network. She do. She do have cable. I also have been. She do have cable. 
She do have cable. I've been using my friends. I've been using my friends Disney Plus account and watching a lot oh, it's of great. We love yeah, Disney Plus. Watching a lot of OG Disney, like super classic Disney, seeing how they hold up, stuff that I hadn't seen in forever. So like I watched Dumbo the other day. Dumbo does not hold up, by the by. For anyone who is wondering. Have you watched Brave? Oh, I saw Brave. Or not Brave. Onward, 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 onward. Oh, onward. No, I have not watched Onward yet. Onward is on my list. You need to watch it. That's what I've been told. It's so good. Onward is going to be after. I'm going to watch Lilo and Stitch first because I've never seen Lilo and Stitch. Have you been watching any of That's So Raven? Because that shit still holds up. You know what I was (laughs) watching? I was watching Encore because John told me to watch it. Oh, it's so good. It oh my is. god, I like cry every other episode, but then I'm <laughs> But you're you. It's good yeah. except like you you really can't binge watch Encore because you come to realize yeah. they all have the same formula. Every episode is the same really. Uh with like right. tweaks here and there, but you know, there's always one person in the in the cast who like had some life-shattering accident or illness happen to them. Um, and then there's one who wanted to be a performer and then it like didn't or you know the, yeah. i understand what you're saying yeah, yeah. and there's the showman you, you gotta then, like p- periodically watch them exactly i was asking john the I, godspell one is really good i've watched the annie get your gun one is the one that i'm obsessed with because that has the woman yes who does not get over her high school showmance and she's an OBGYN with diamond earrings and a husband and a daughter and a kitchen straight out of a Nancy Myers movie. And all she can and talk she's about still is, not over it. He's still not over this it. And I'm, like, and I'm yeah. sitting here being like, bitch, you won life. Can you just like move on? Bridge and get the, over it. Yeah. Yeah. Over it. <laughs> okay. We need to talk about Drag Race. <laughs> okay. Danny's I like, enough with, enough with this pretense. Let's get, let's go balls deep. Okay. <laughs> Drag Race. We are on season 12. If you don't watch Drag Race, you might just want to skip to the end of this episode because I'm going to assume this is going to take up the rest of the episode. T. <laughs> yeah. okay. okay. So sad that Jan went... Oh, wait. Spoiler alert. Oh, no. So if you this... are watching and you're not caught up. Okay. I'm just going to be polite. But sad that Jan went home. She'll be on All Stars. Yeah, she will be on All Stars. I'm sad... Because she's very talented. Right. But, I think she tried to do so, too much all at mm-hmm. once. And yes. Yeah. But I think my top, my top four are Jackie, Crystal, Jada, Heidi. And I love, um, wait. You already did four. You said Jada. I know. Crystal. Is Gigi not up there for you? I really like Gigi, but like the past couple of episodes, she has been bothering me. Yes, that is fair. I... Like I love Gigi, and I think that she will be in the top four. But like mm-hmm. my like, I love Heidi so much, and I love Jackie Cox so much. Like I think I want Jackie to be in the top four so bad because she's also it's like a New York queen. Like I'm rooting for her, you know. Yeah, we like our New York queens. This so it's actually i'm happy you and i are talking about this because john and i have not really discussed drag race on this pod since it premiered when all the sherry pie scandal like broke and we mostly we mostly just like deconstructed the scandal and not the show uh it's right i am very interested to see what this season would have looked like in the original edits because it is very clear we've been saying the same thing she got the winner edit yeah well i think what i think she and Gigi their edits were originally like 
because I, I think it would have actually been really compelling TV if at first it was Gigi and Sherry who were winning everything, getting these like major winning edits. And then all of a sudden the other queens start coming in from behind and taking wins away from them. Like Heidi and then Jada. And then I'm positive Jada's going to win another one. Crystal's it seems is going to be poised to take a win at some point to even out the playing field. So it gives this almost false narrative of these the, these two neck and neck front runners. It's like, oh, it's going to be between these two. But oh, wait, look at this. They're starting to fumble. Yeah. Sherry wasn't doing well in the last couple of episodes either. And now it's also, a really, really great season. It too. is. Even like, if you've managed, never watched Drag Race before, like this would be like, and you want to get started, like mm. you didn't have access to watching everything. Like I feel like this is a good season to watch too. Absolutely. I feel like it's like pretty strong. Well, it's a really good batch of queens, and right. Every- and no one is really the same. There are queens who are very good at turning looks, but are also comedy queens. Everybody's everybody's very well rounded. And the it's fashion a- this year has been like, like I haven't seen like I probably I mean I'm sure I've seen one thing I haven't liked, but like there's been nothing that I'm like, ew, that's horrible. How did you get on the show? Sure. I mean, I wouldn't say that Aiden's runway was ever like flat out. Oh, I out forgot horrible. about her. Yeah, we all, we all forgot I about mean, Aiden. We it's, all forgot about her. Yeah, it's less that Aiden's runways were flat out ho- horrible and more just, did you, th- me going like, did you think this was going to be memorable? Did you think that this was fashion? Right. And like, I, I like couldn't help but feel for her because like, I like, I don't know, like I felt bad for her because everybody was like ganging up on her, but I also felt like she wasn't opening up and it was just like one of those things where you're just like, okay, you know, and I'm like, I have to remember it's a TV show. Like, yeah. you like get too, too like, like invested. But I seriously, um, I was definitely Team Jan from day one, and I'm very sad. But well, I'm still Team a, Jan. She's a musical theater girl. I will say, so Drag Race is an interesting enterprise because it's a very specific endeavor. It's not really in indicative of the drag world like how good you are what you do outside of drag race doesn't matter the moment you walk into the workroom right as britta filter learned or sorry britta as britta learned um because britta is you know she's getting she i found out she stopped her social media because she was getting so much hate now yeah i saw that too she i mean she wasn't great but like i didn't think she deserved hate she got (laughs) and she got a very shady edit but i think she will once the season is over once she and, and honestly, I think what has hurt is that she, because of quarantine, these queens aren't out at like live events promoting themselves. The so, yeah, so <laughs> the fans don't get to see Britta out in the world with people interacting right. about the stuff or interacting with the other queens. It's right. just the show. But do you watch Housewives? I forget. Housewives? No. All okay. you gays well, love a- the fucking Housewives. No, 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 no. I've loved Housewives since day one. I'm sure you did, girl. I'm just saying all the gays love them. But like quarantine, like like it, we said that it feels like we're like living in the days of like I need to look at the TV guide mm-hmm. and like the only thing getting me through this is like live television. So like Tuesdays is Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Wednesday, oh wait, no. Tuesdays is Vanderpump. Wednesdays is Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. We don't really watch Vanderpump. Um, Thursdays is New York. Friday is Drag Race and now Celebrity Drag Race, which I feel like they're like really shoving Drag Race down our throat with that yeah. extra Drag Race. I love it, but like, and I'll watch it, but like, I don't know. Well, the, <laughs> the, the rumor I heard was that Celebrity Drag Race was actually going to premiere later this year, but that now that Sherry Pie has made it to the end, 
and Untucked is gonna it features her so much more prominently because like you can't edit out Sherry Pie from Untucked when there are four queens in there, you know? Um, right. So and you or- can't like they already like edit out her like runway sometimes. And I'm like, Yeah. Oh, like the <laughs> yeah, the Disney episode. But because they can't really edit her out of Untucked anymore, they're trying to sort of bury Untucked over the next four weeks by doing Celebrity Drag Race before it. Ah. And now Untucked gets aired so much later at night. Uh, so right. that is what that is the tea that I heard. And honestly, makes okay. sense. But if that might it be, does make sense. Yeah. It also is maybe a little truthery, you know, like mm, the, the conspiracy theories behind Celebrity Drag Race. Winner, winner, chicken. Chicken dinner. Well, dinner. so ask, ask someone who watches <laughs> Real Housewives. Did you uh-huh. find Jackie Cox's Snatch Game funny? She did one thousand percent. She was Lisa Renna. It was literally like to a T, Lisa Renna. Like I thought it was amazing. Because I, as as I will say, Drag Race is the only reality show I watch. I don't watch The Housewives, so I had no uh, idea really. Exactly. What she like, was yeah, doing. you didn't know. Yeah, yeah. but Jonathan it Bennett. Was, it was very spot on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, it was that, it was spot on. Yeah, because I, I feel like for the last few weeks, I have been a Gigi good apologist in the sense that I, I, I had to defend two of her wins to people in the community. I was, I thought she deserved to win Snatch Game. I thought her choice of character as the, as the talkative robot. Was, she shouldn't have won the singing challenge. Oh, but see, this is where I disagree with you. But I she shouldn't have won. But I feel like anybody who did Gigi's verse would have won. That's possible. I think if I think Jan could have won. Jan, everyone kept on saying that Jan was set up to win that challenge and that she should have won that challenge. And like, yes, Jan sang the house down. You and I are theater girls, so like we can recognize talent when talent is on stage. Jan has the most amazing voice. She sang the house down. However, it is artistically incorrect to oversing as Madonna. First of all, just saying. And I also found her performance to be very energetic, but not actually embodying the magnetic. Sure. Madonna. Okay. I thought Gigi and Jada both did. I think if Gigi, if Gigi and Jada had swapped tracks, you're right. Jada would have absolutely won the challenge. What was that face? You made a face. No, I got a random call from a number I didn't know. So I just... <laughs> You're asking about your credit score. Uh, <laughs> if like Gigi and Jada had switched tracks, I think Jada would have won because Gigi did have a good track, but also she and Jada were so good at channeling the Madonna energy. And right. I thought the two of them out of everybody pissed all over that fucking stage and just like wiped the floor with sure. their presence. But I feel like also if you're going to do as a singer, if you're going to do a singing thing, I don't care if you're doing Madonna, you're doing Rihanna, you're doing Lady Gaga, you're doing anybody. If you're going to do a singing challenge and it's the only singing challenge of the thing, you're Mm going to fucking sing the house down. And you should be praised for that. Which she was. She was praised for her vocals. But on so it's similar to the season six singing challenge, Shade the Rusical, when... Love that one. It's a great one. When Courtney acts. Jade Wade, Jade Wade, no, my puppy are. We are the comedy queens. Uh, it's. See, God, like, so, I'm the biggest adore Delano stan. Like, oh, I adore, adore. I, I adore, adore. I adore, adore. And I'm sorry, guys, this is so inside baseball, so apologies. But 
Adore and Courtney rightfully were in the top two for that episode, but they were able to create personas of their own design, if that makes sense. They weren't playing real people. So singing the house down made sense in the context of what they were doing. So I feel like Jan could have held back a little bit on the pyrotechnics and done a bit more Madonna-isms. It was very much Jan and Madonna drag and not Jan channeling Madonna. Totally. Totally. I feel that. Which is, yes. Yes. Which is me saying, like, if Jan had won, I would not have been upset, but I can understand completely why Gigi won. Yeah. 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 Uh, And so I just, I spent like two weeks saying, and I had that all prepared in my head because I spent two weeks after Gigi (laughs) won having to defend myself about that. Hilarious. Yes. Oh my God. Um, Um, That's amazing. So let's do, we'll do a quick wrap up then before you, yes, peace please. Out, before you peace out. Last thoughts on Drag Race on this season for you. Okay. I really just feel like Sherry Pie fucked everything up and it's all her fault. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hot take. I agree with all of it. Um, but also I just, I am so happy that like we have Fridays as a community to look forward to Drag Race and that RuPaul is on during this time of yes. staying inside. Like, I really, uh, I just feel like that's a positive thing that we have. Like, yes. Fridays is definitely, like, a good day. I wake up and I'm like, it's Drag Race day. I feel the same, <laughs> especially because I Zoom with friends and we all watch it together. It's very nice. Oh, that's uh, so nice. See, like, I can't do that because I'm on a different time zone than all my friends in New York. So, like, I'm like, Mm, yeah i'm so sorry <laughs> but I'm so i sorry. mean david watch it together and it's it's usually the day that we like order in or don't cook and yeah. then we, like watch it yeah it's a, it's a luxurious day yeah. uh of the yeah. okay now bring it back to theater for a quick second for all of your fans out there wicked <laughs> bye bye birdie newsies of the three those those are your three shit probably shows right those three okay of those three which was the most challenging for you to do newsies in every respect like vocally yes i was singing i was singing soprano i was um tenor i was singing tenor one i was dancing my ass off um Mm. catching like and i was like a singer track but i was dancing and i did every bit of choreography i just didn't have like tricks so like that made my track more of a singing track anything Um, but i was doing everything sorry you were saying i cut you off Oh, no, you're fine. I was doing, I, I think that one was just like the most physically demanding. And plus I was taking 18 credits at Pace University my senior year. So right. like I was doing like, like 18 credits a week plus eight shows on Broadway week. I wouldn't change it for the world. It was the most amazing thing, but I definitely was a zombie at some points. Um, and we had Thursdays off at Newsy. So my day off wasn't even like a day off. Like yeah. I, I had Italian at 9 a.m. <laughs> That is, that is amazing. Uh, worst onstage fuck up for you in Newsies besides your hat falling off on your opening night? Breaking my hand. <laughs> you broke your hand? So the towers are like really heavy and the gates are all magnetic. And during the world, we'll know we were like running up the towers and making this like zigzag. And one of the, the gates like got off of its magnet and landed on the top of my hand and like cracked the top of my hand. Finished act one, did seize the day, did a toe touch over someone's head with one hand. Um, Oh my God, you are- So that, but it wasn't really a fuck up because like that was like a freak accident. Yeah, but still, you know, like Taylor Swift, they all have you in common. So that was like the best, 
Right. That was, it's me. But I think my biggest like onstage fuck up was during Wicked when I was uh, Abrick, Fierro's driver, and I drove that little cart. Mm-hmm. I drove it into the wing my first week of the show and I hit the proscenium and it was like, <laughs> the whole proscenium shook. Way but to go. you live, you learn. You live, you learn. Uh, last couple of questions. <laughs> uh, other than the giant pound of Mike and Ike's, other favorite fan gifts that have been given to you? I've gotten like the coolest, like during Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, I got the coolest art. Like I would get sent like drawings of like me as Mike T or like mm-hmm. me and Jackson or like anything. Like I've gotten like really, really cool, cool like fan art drawings and I save them all. I have a giant box of things that I have from like literally birdie to now. And I have a couple of my Mike TV things uh, hung up at home in my parents, at my parents, like in my room, my parents' house. I have like a lot of the fan art stuff. I have like, yeah, it's like Mike TV stuff. And like, I got a lot of drawings as like crutchy too, like super cool drawings. Like it's so cool when people share their gifts like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I have no drawing ability whatsoever. Same Like, and it's really, really cool. So those are like my favorite things. But listen, you sing and you paint with all the colors of the wind. And that is your version (laughs) of drawing. Last, last question. And then we'll wrap shit up. Uh, celebrity backstage visitor that most floored you? Ooh, that's really hard. Um, <laughs> shit. I ask deep um, questions. That was, that's a really good question. During Newsies, we had Jake Gyllenhaal and I was like, dead. Because I was like, oh my God, Jake Gyllenhaal's here. To quote and Ginger Minj, his, like, To quote Ginger Minj, flood my basement. <laughs> Dead.com. But um, during Birdie, <laughs> we had like the entire full house cast come so like that was pretty cool okay including mary kate and ashley no they slept through the performance they were supposed to come to jesus christ uh, i don't know if they slept through it but they were supposed to come to a man name and they didn't um gross. yeah but i've been like but i yeah i think jake gyllenhaal is probably the most like oh and tamra judge from the housewives came to see wicked and someone someone knows that I love the housewives. So then on Twitter, they were like going, she was saying that she was there. And so like, I tweeted at her being like, I'm in the show, I would love to meet you, blah, 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 blah. And like, I know the cast would love to meet you. And then someone connected us via Instagram. We were Instagram messaging. I brought her and her daughter backstage, gave them a whole fucking tour. It was amazing. Uh, so I wasn't floored by her, but I was like, we're friends now. Yeah, now you're <laughs> friends with the housewives. So you can, you can rest easy, die, die peacefully. On your tombstone, it'll say, right. he made friends with a housewife. <laughs> yeah Tamara Judge and I are friends um, um, yeah but that's about it that's beautiful Danny where can people find you on all that social media um, instagram.com I don't know if there's a website but it's instagram and my username is Danny Quadrino and I don't really use twitter but there, it, it's connected everything's connected via instagram fantastic do you have a website yes I actually don't I've been doing this for 10 years and I don't have a website and I it was like, maybe I should make one during quarantine. And I was like, nah. <laughs> yeah, I was in the same boat. I was like, I think now's the time I'll do a website. And then I said, no. Um, yeah. Yeah. We have until thank the end of Thank you for having me. This oh, of course. Very, very fun. Thank you for coming on, Danny. Uh, like and subscribe to our podcast, everybody. Uh, rate us. Write us a nice little review. It helps with the algorithm. Danny, we close out with a Broadway diva at the end of every episode. Do you have one that you would like to choose for us to close out on do you remember who you chose last time 
I have it written down. It was someone random. It was Was random. No, it was older than that. Older and more British. No clue. You said Angela Lansbury last time. Okay, I'm gonna say Shoshana Bean. Uh, okay. I'll. Well, that is what we would call a 180, everybody. Um, and you should listen to everything that Shoshana Bean has on iTunes, Apple Music, and Spotify. I am. I love Shoshana Bean with all my heart. I will do just that. <laughs> I will listen to everything she has recorded simply because you told me to. All right. Uh, in the meantime, everybody, keep quarantining, all that good stuff. We love you. Thanks, Danny. Bye, everybody. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.